The Naval Academy Museum presents a history of the Navy in 100 objects. Last week, we talked a little bit about the training process of the Midshipmen of the Naval Academy. Recall how this process evolved throughout the earlier years of the United States Navy, from onboard apprenticeships under the captain of a Navy ship to a full-fledged academic and military curriculum at the Naval Academy. In the years since the Naval School was founded on the banks of the Severn River in 1845, thousands of Marine Corps and Navy officers have graduated from the Naval Academy. Throughout this time, finishing the first year of training and education has always been a milestone for midshipmen. The first year, or plebe year, is accompanied by a variety of traditions that make life more difficult, thus resulting in great joy at the year's completion. For example, Bancroft Hall, named for Secretary of the Navy George Bancroft, who initiated the Academy's founding in 1845, is home to all of the roughly 4,500 midshipmen of the Naval Academy, making it the largest single dormitory structure in the entire world. Inside, it boasts nearly five miles of corridor, or P-way. Plebes are not permitted to walk inside Bancroft Hall. Rather, they must chop, or essentially run, throughout the building. Additionally, they are only permitted to transit in Bancroft in this manner on the middle floor tile of the P-Way, therefore giving them an assigned path roughly 12 inches across. The narrowness of this permitted path leads to logistical and navigational difficulties when two plebes meet heading in opposite directions while chopping. This leads to a situation known in naval navigation as CBDR. CBDR, or constant bearing decreasing range, occurs when another ship or landmass remains at the same relative bearing from another ship, but is getting closer. This means that without a change in course, the two are likely to collide. Plebes meeting while chopping opposite directions provide an early lesson in CBDR. However, the situation is further compounded by another requirement for first-year midshipmen. Inside Bancroft Hall, plebes are only permitted to make right-angle turns. This leads to the often humorous result of two plebes traveling in opposite directions at high speed and having to make four right-angle turns to get around each other. Each turn must also be accompanied by a shout of Go Navy or Beat Army. Occasionally, should one plebe fail to turn at the proper time or in the proper direction, a spectacular collision of plebes, usually accompanied by a shower of books and covers, the military term for hats, occurs. There are many such traditions and requirements for plebes, both inside Bancroft and around the academy grounds. Throughout the grounds are a variety of brick walkways for midshipmen to use in transit to the various academic buildings around the yard, as midshipmen call the academy. Some of these are curved, and these curved pathways often mark the most convenient route for a midshipman to take from Bancroft to the day's classes. However, Plebes are not permitted to take the curved walkways, bringing us to today's object, the Herndon Monument. Climbing the Herndon Monument marks the official end of plebe year. Upon completion, the Plebes No More run back to Bancroft Hall, chanting Plebes No More and taking the curved pathways in celebration. The Herndon Monument has a storied history, and it touches almost all of the fascinating parts of naval history from exploring deep Amazonian jungles, to shipwrecks, to lost treasure, and to one of the first financial panics of the United States, as well as uncommon valor from a ship's captain. 
The monument is named after Commander William Herndon. Herndon himself trained as a midshipman aboard a ship and went on to explore the Amazon River, eventually being assigned as captain of the SS Central America, a mail delivery ship. In the 1850s, naval officers were often assigned to the mail ships as their captain. In 1857, the Central America sank in a storm off Cape Hatteras. Herndon refused to abandon ship, as there were still passengers aboard. He was able to ensure that over 100 women and children were rescued prior to the sinking, but he himself perished with the ship. The Herndon Monument was erected by fellow naval officers at the Naval Academy to commemorate the heroic actions of William Herndon. The ship was also carrying a large amount of gold, valued at over $100 million today. The loss of this gold damaged consumer confidence in the American financial system and helped cause one of the first collapses of the financial sector during what is now known as the Panic of 1857. We go now to Jim Cheevers for a more in-depth look at the monument and its traditions. Hello, I'm Jim Cheevers, uh, Naval Academy Museum. Um, today we might discuss the, one of the most prominent and best known monuments in the yard, uh, the Herndon Monument. In fact, it's one of the few things that's been placed at the Naval Academy uh, in, in, in my research anyway that's never moved. It's still in the same location. It was placed in June of 1860. It's a 21-foot gray granite obelisk made of Quincy marble in Quincy, Massachusetts to honor William Lewis Herndon, who was commanding a ship coming up the Atlantic coast in September 1857, uh, ran into a bad storm about 300 miles off Savannah, Georgia, uh, got as many people into the lifeboats as he could, but like a good captain, uh, he remained with his ship and was lost with his ship. So his fellow naval officers uh, raised the money to erect the Herndon Monument at the Naval Academy in Annapolis uh, to, in his honor. Uh, in the old days, there were uh, benches, park benches and the, along the sidewalks around Herndon Monument. And on Sunday afternoons, the upper-class midshipmen could entertain women on those park benjamins, uh, benches. So they became known, uh, the, the sidewalks became known as Love Lane or Lover's Lane. Uh, but no plebe or freshman was allowed to set foot on those sidewalks, let alone speak to women. No, no freshman uh, plebes were not allowed to uh, fraternize with women. So after graduation in 1907 in the nearby armory, Dahlgren Hall, uh, the plebes rose up immediately and went to prove that they could now walk on Lover's Lane. Uh, and this developed into a snake dance um, uh, where they would put their jackets on backwards and their hats on backwards. Uh, and <laughs> photographic evidence by 19, oh, and they would sing a ditty, Ain't No More Plebes, that they wrote. Um, and then in 1940, photographic evidence uh, shows that they boosted one of their classmates to actually sit on top of the Herndon Monument to show that they had conquered the most difficult uh, year, the plebe year. Uh, and then by the late 40s, they started leaving a hat on top to prove that they had uh, been there uh, and done that. And uh, well, the upperclassmen thought that looked too easy. So they started buying lard and Crisco and so forth and greasing the monument and making it much more difficult. Uh, and in the mid-60s, we began keeping a time. Uh, one year they didn't grease it, I guess the the upperclassmen decided to give them a break and they did it in about a minute and 30 seconds. 
Um, one year, I think it was uh, in 95, they really played dirty pool and they glued a Dixie cup to the top with all kinds of crazy glue and it took them like four hours to try to uh, conquer the, the, the Herndon Monument, uh, now known as the Cleve Recognition Ceremony.